We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Seahawks Man to Man Podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You guys know where to follow me because I'm verified and all that good stuff. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206, and that's CKID206. All right, Chris, this is like what the one of the rare instances where you don't have a midweek uh, guest. A quick turnaround with the Thursday night game. Seahawks obviously lost to the Rams on Sunday. Now they're going to play the Arizona Cardinals at home on Thursday night football. Uh, we, we can preview it ourselves, right? We're up for that, aren't it's we? Our, it's our first time doing it. It's actually weird and different because we are accustomed to asking other journalists about the team and what to right. expect. Although we might have seen a few games and we understand it, now we're in the hot seat. Right. Well, also, it, it sucks that we don't have a – I don't think the athletic we – we don't have a full-time Arizona person, too, so it's not like – and just hop on the phone with someone. Shout out to Kat, though, Fitzgerald, the homie out there covering Arizona. She's She was our last guest. She's dope. But we'll handle it ourselves. Where should we start, offense or defense? Let's go defense because that needs probably the most love at this point in time. Uh, that's true. Well, Russ needs some loving um, <laughs> as well. Let's. I want to I get two things out the way first before we jump into either side of the ball. The first thing is the Seahawks are favored by three. Never gamble. Just throwing that out there. Don't be a degenerate. But if you are, take the over because it's 56 and a half. Uh, definitely take that. Oh, no, 57 and a half. Excuse take me. Take it. Uh, the second thing, it appears that the uh, Seahawks are going to wear their Action Green jerseys on Thursday night. So shout out to all my people in Action Green gang. I believe the Seahawks are undefeated. That was going to be my next question. Are they undefeated? I believe they're undefeated in the Action Green. And then they've switched to the Action Green with the blue on the bottom, which they've worn twice, I believe. And they've won both of those games. I think they were both against Minnesota, uh, actually. I don't know if they're going green on green or green on blue. Either way, Action Green is undefeated, so keep that in mind. If you don't like the jerseys, you are just a hater. All right. Glad we got the important business <laughs> out of the way. Now it's time for the defense, which, like we talked about after the Rams game, is like was not bad. There was You saw improvements. You saw things that they did that was successful. It's just can they continue it? You got it a little bit in the second half. But now it needs to be the first half and the second half for a complete game. And that's the worry. Can they get it done? We know that Jamal Adams' shoulder is really banged up, and he's going to play. 
Is that going to be a issue in the game? Is he going to not look the same? Probably not. Is he going to make mistakes? I hope not because those mistakes could end up being touchdowns, huge first downs, turnovers, missed. The thing, Just anything can go wrong with a guy that's out there that's banged up. Right. I mean, we saw a play where Jamal clearly could have made a play, but he was like, ah, I don't know about this. Are you talking about the tackle on the touchdown run? Yeah. Or he, the lack thereof? Yeah, I know what you it, mean. That it was, was a wasn't situation great. where he was in the spotlight, and he just couldn't. He also got arm barred a little bit, but no, I, it, his shoulder was hurting. I feel you know for who for what you know you got the bad shoulder out there. There's, t- there's a couple of things that stand out when I'm like, okay, you guys should do this from the Seahawks, right? If they pay me as a defensive consultant, like, hey, Mike, want to hire you, help you out for this game. Cool, pay me a lot because I'm gonna help you win. Hundred bands up front. Oh, we need more than that. More oh than wow, that, more than that, more than that. They got it. They're run by a billionaire. I, I'm. I would say a hundred is good for now, me. Now I would probably settle for the hundred, but I'm gonna start higher. Uh-huh. I'm like I need half a mil here, like because I'm with Geese. What's some the insights. point victory? Your what's the spread here on this point victory? Is it minus seven for you, Mike, with your defensive game plan? No, I'm just gonna. It don't matter about the spread when you just. Trying, I'm just <laughs> defense. I'm guaranteeing you a victory. This no, is what no, I got. I, I, actually, you know what? I wouldn't be able to guarantee a victory. I just can guarantee your defense will play better. Right, because there's, there's three sides of the ball, I guess. Technically. If the defense mm-hmm. plays better, that, that's a victory, Mike. It should, but Russ might turn it over again. You never know. <laughs> Russ is. Russ, did you know, Chris? He's struggling. Russ is leading the league in turnovers since the bye week. He has ten, 10. turnovers. Yes. No other player in the NFL. It's usually quarterbacks, but no other player in the NFL has double digits. I think Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz. I think are like right there. Lamar Jackson's turned it over a lot uh, too in the last few weeks. But that is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So that's got to change. But if I'm if you're hiring me to do the defense, I can't necessarily guarantee Russ won't do that, right? You got to hire me for the offense too, not double the price. That's how that go. Anyway, I would start I would start with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Because that dude is different. Like, have you seen the um, the uh, they did like an NFL film slowdown of his? He was mic'd up actually. I think he was mic'd up against the Seahawks last time. Have you seen some of that where he's just like um, he beats Quentin Dunbar for the touchdown? And he's just like, come on, bro. He's like, he goes back to college. Man, just throw it up. And then, obviously, in the Bills game that they just won, he just threw it up. That's what you do on a Hail Mary. But the point is, you got to do something to bother D-Hop. I know defensive coordinators look at star players multiple ways. Some of them are like, yo, we're just going to make everyone else have to beat us. We're going to take away your best dude and make everyone else have to go off. It's kind of like how uh, I think the Seahawks have done that before. They did that against the Steelers. Uh, in 2015, they tried to like shut down AB, and uh, somebody had 200 yards. It was like Martavius Bryant or some, or Marcus, maybe or Marcus Wheaton, one of those two fast dudes, ended up having like 200 yards, and it was like Seahawks won. We'll take it. And then <laughs> like even like uh, they've done it before. Now, it's, now this is gonna bother me, but um, a good example of like working against the Seahawks is last last time they played the Cardinals. What DK had five targets. Tyler had 15. <laughs> 200 yards. <laughs> it was for 200, 200 yards, right? Because that's, that's, that's how it goes. If, you're, if I'm this, and then the Cardinals, though, they won. Partly because Russ was just throwing the ball all over the place to the wrong team. But if, I'm, if you hired me, I walk in there and say, hey, guys, there's always going to be two guys on DeAndre Hopkins. I don't care if he goes to the bathroom. Two guys in there. I don't care. One dude holding the door open, you know, one day right there by the sink. I want everybody, you know, he, right there. Follow him everywhere. I don't really care if it's Trey or DJ Reed underneath. I don't really think that matters. But 
there's always going to be at least one corner, and then I'm either going to have Jamal, I'm either going to have Quandre, I'm either going to have, uh, we're going to drop some some linebackers underneath, you know, even get creative. You have strong side, you have strong side linebacker KJ Wright. If you're on the same side of the formation as as D Hop, you have Trey playoff. But what do you do? Boom, you drop KJ Wright underneath it. Either way, we're gonna scheme this around. So yo, there's all everywhere DeAndre Hopkins goes. I don't care if he goes to you know shake a season ticket holder's hand. Whatever. Oh, I guess the game's here, so they won't be. But you guys get my point. Two dudes wherever he goes. Like, that's step one. Because, like, Chris, that, I don't know what D-Hop did last time against him. I have to look it up. But I just can't feel comfortable letting the dude who's supposed to beat us beat us if I'm a, if I'm coaching a team. I never want the dude who's supposed to kill us to kill us. Because that just means, like, what the hell did we prepare for, you know? You're right. What the hell did we prepare for if the Seahawks are going to allow DeAndre Hopkins to go for 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, which he did the first match. Oh, yeah, I see it now. 12 targets. I mean, that's efficient, and that's just saying, you can't stop me. Throw it to me every time, and I'm going to catch it. And he pretty much did that. The Seahawks got to figure something out. And one way to figure something out would be trying to figure out what you're going to do pressure-wise on Kyler Murray. That would be step two. Yeah, it's the because quarterback. Because if you can slow down DeAndre Hopkins, that means, A, the pressure's getting there because now he doesn't have that quick read because, A, he's doubled, and, B... He might throw it anyway if he's doubled, but at least we have two but, guys there. Okay, that's fair, though. There's two guys there, and you hope that one of those two guys can make a play, and it doesn't end up being a Hail Mary touchdown yeah, scenario. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Because we know what he is capable of doing. This isn't the first time we've seen him make incredible catches. But it was incredible to see him have a game-winning catch to that magnitude when there's what, three, was six three. other hands involved. Yeah, the picture of that is pretty crazy, like how many other hands are touching the ball. And he's just, nah, D-Hop is different. He is different. But you can't let, like the Dunbar play, uh, the touchdown they gave up. Now, the Seahawks were, uh, if you watch the replay of it, they're not even aligned. Like half the guys are not, they're looking at each other, and then Kyler just snaps it. But either way, it was Quentin and D-Hop one-on-one. It's like, I don't even want to put Quentin in that position. I don't want to put Trey in that position. You just can't you can't do that. You have to tell the look you guys in the eye and say, look, you can't guard D Hop one on one. And that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're not a good player. You gotta give him to talk. But it's okay. That's all right. No one can. <laughs> Maybe like Deion Sanders in his prime. Like that's it. But even then, Deion's probably used to being able to put get more handsy on corners or on, on receivers than you can now. Like I don't know how the hell like uh Revis has been able to to guard him if he has in those matchups. Jalen Ramsey, guys like that. But you got to look at me. I say, look, DJ Reed, love you. We ain't going to leave you one-on-one on D-Hop. We're not going to do that. That's bad a film for you, buddy. Uh, Trey Flowers, same thing. Love you. We ain't going to leave you one-on-one on D-Hop, right? Because you have a family. Right? We just ain't going to put that on national TV, right? Because you don't deserve that. You don't. I don't know who's calling the game. On th- who, who's got the game? Troy Aikman and I believe Joe Buck. See what they're gonna do. I know do. Troy's gonna be out there for sure. Oh yeah, because no, nah, if it was the Collinsworth broadcast, Collinsworth he, he won for he'll spotlight the hell out of you, and they'll just loop it on the same play, and you getting whooped. <laughs> he definitely's like, not got, a good look. I got a family, man. My high school homies is watching this. Can't have that. That's step one. Step two, you're right. You got to do something against Kyler. Because what was it? Fifty dropbacks um, last yeah, last a lot time. Of touchdowns and yards. Zero QB hits. <laughs> not a not one. Zero. He did get QB hits. He did get. He was. He made. He tried to run outside and. Ryan Neal was able to get him for a tackle for a loss. It wasn't considered a sack. Because it's a he was, run play. Was, exactly. Yeah. That was as close as they got to hitting him. And that can't be the situation on Thursday night football. No, no, no. That no, means no. he's going to have 400 yards, three or four touchdowns. Hopefully, the Seahawks can create a turnover, but 
I guarantee you DeAndre Hopkins is not going to let Puna punch it out again. Oh, he might, man. Puna big as hell. He is big as hell, but I think DeAndre's going to have two hands on it this time. That's the difference. He, he, he only might. had one, and Puna came through and You bam. never know. F- Kyler fumbled twice in the last game, too. So, I mean, you got you just got to hit the dude. That's the, you got to get to him. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you, you go out and get Carlos Dunlap. You want him to produce. This is the game where you're expecting big things. He has played well in both the games he's played and in. And he needs to continue and play well again. Because all that does is it opens it up for everyone else on that defensive line. If he's drawing that much attention, someone else needs to make a play. It's really that simple. And, uh, yeah. else and you got Jamal, too. Well, I think they should put Jamal, as they have been doing, spotty here and there, get him in the backfield, because he can't be stopped either, as we talked about off wax. He's leading the team in sacks at five and a half through five games. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's a sack a game, sack and a half. Yeah, no, he he he's he's <laughs> he's killing it. He's getting into the back. I mean, Carlos, I think is a he he initially he got credited for half a sack against the Rams, but I think they get, end up giving the whole thing to Puna, or else I would say like he's had a sack in every game he's played too. But I mean, he's basically just been effective. And that's in what every you game. want. You want him to be effective, and this is the perfect matchup because you got you have a escape artist in Kyler Murray. When you're going up against Jared Goff, he ain't going nowhere. Jared Goff ran once, and he ran right out of bounds because he saw Jamal Adams coming. Cool. But now you're going up a guy, going up against a guy that can create, and that's going to be the challenge there. Because Russ, he does a lot in practice, I'm sure, running around, creating things. Well, now you have to game plan for a player like Russ who can do the similar things as in get guys open just by using his feet, pointing, hey, go here, go there. you got to figure that out. And I think Shaquille Griffin – or not Shaquille, Shaquem Griffin – has an opportunity to get on the field. Can he be the guy that is keeping an, an eye on Kyler and even Jordan Brooks? We saw Jordan Brooks make a huge play on third down, flying across the middle, making a play, and punching the ball out, sending it to fourth down. Okay, he, he can move. Great. But put him in situations where he's going after a quarterback like Kyler. And the smart thing is, if you're a defender, you don't want to attack at someone like Kyler. You kind of sit and wait. Because once he gets going and you're moving full speed – all it takes is one cut, and you're out of position, and you're beat. That's what happens in the NFL a lot. Some of these guys are going too fast. They're trying to make a play, and all it takes is one move, and now you're out of position. If you're smart, you're sitting there waiting. You know he's going to dance, and then he dances right to you. You just got to wrap him up, which is still hard as hell because Kyler, he's 5'9", and a buck 90, maybe 200 pounds, and he's shifty. You, you just got to stay in your fundamentals. Break down. Let him come to you. And I'm sure the coaches are breaking. Hey. Don't go out there trying to make a play, running full speed, you're going to miss. Let them come to you. Hopefully the pressure can get there, and now you have a you have a situation where Kyler's uncomfortable, and that can lead to fumbles. That can lead to interceptions. I mean, he, he gifted the Seahawks one. He just threw it over the middle, and Quandre Diggs was like, oh, oh yeah, thanks yeah, yeah. for the present. I don't know if that's going to happen. Now you have to get pressure on him because he's confident. He, he turned the ball over a lot the first game, but he also they also won the game. That's one leg up for him. He's coming into this game. If I don't turn the ball over, we beat these guys by two or three touchdowns. I got the one of the best receivers on my team. I got a veteran in Larry Fitzgerald. We have Kenyon Drake back. This is going to be a chance for me to prove that I am in that conversation as one of the best in the league. So the one thing I, I – I, I, here's where I think that the Shaquem spy thing or whoever, I don't like it because I don't think there's anyone in space. Because once, once he gets to – whoever that you have spying he's in space with them and they're screwed like unless it's and that's what i'm saying you got to just be patient you can't go at him you got to let him come to you well, that's what i'm saying so let's say all right example here it's third and whatever and he breaks out of the pocket and you had shakim in the middle of the field and 
uh, it's third and third and seven, right? I, and to it, be honest, not to cut you off, I wouldn't even put him in the middle of the field. I would put him on his weak side. Well, you got well if he just goes the other way, then well, I would start him in the middle, but then once the play breaks, kind of shift him over, like slide over, cheat over, make him run to his left because now if he's running to his left, it's going to be very hard for him to throw across the body. And if you have good coverage on that side, he's not going to be able to throw to anyone. He's either going to have to run it or attempt a throw across the body, which if you're a Seahawks defense, that is you're licking your chomps because now you can make a play, which hopefully you can. He's throwing across his body from the left side of the field to the right. That's what I would try. I'm not saying you start him in the middle, but of course he starts in the middle. But then once the play starts rolling, you move him. And now Kyle's like, what is going on? And if Carlos Dunlap's able to get pressure on that opposite side, now you create a position where Kyler can't go to the right. He's forced to the left. It's almost like you're sliding all that pressure to one side. But now you got Shaquem like, how you doing? If you're going to try to beat me, I'm not going to fall for it. I'm ready for it. You have the help on the sideline, and you can't go the other way. So I don't, I don't necessarily trust anyone because eventually it, the point of the spy the spy would get to him unless you blitz the spy the spy would get to him when i wouldn't do when, that against kyler when you're right well here's why i'm gonna get to that so let's say you have a spy right and he it's it's shakeem versus uh it's shakeem or jordan because that's what jordan basically was doing in college yeah you know, uh was spying um the mobile quarterbacks they had in the big 12 it's him versus kyler in a foot race to the pylon or the the uh the what's it called the first down marker i don't trust anyone doing it it's just mostly because when you're when you're waiting and you're being patient for him to come to you uh you're you're on the defense which you are. Uh, you're on the you're the defense it's tougher you're right i, I would i wouldn't even let him get out of the get out of the pocket and like, that's on the mm-hmm. pass rush that's yeah something so they have to work on as well it's a, I, it's a it's a double it's a two team partnership your D lineman got to make sure he doesn't get that outside presence. And if he does, Shaquem's going to have to come up a little bit. But, again, you still got to be patient because he's going to come to you. He might gain eight, but you know what you're going to get? A hit on him. Maybe. That's the thing because yes. he's uh, like Shaquem's he, fast. He is. But speed is not the only thing you need. You need, like, real deal tackle discipline because, yep. like, he'll, like, the Hail Mary that he threw – He's running to his left. Oh, the Hezzy and, was and so he, and cold. He, and exactly. He is, I think that's a lineman he does it to, but the point still remains. Still he, cold. He hesitates, <laughs> dude, and is able to shift his hips to be able to launch the ball however many, many yards. So I don't even want to put my guys in that spot. Like, if he, he's going to get there, but what I would – like, again, if they give me the, the half a mil I need or at least 100,000, I'm like, yo, <laughs> you be the aggra- – you make him react to what you're doing because if then, you guys have to react to him, you are going to be screwed because that dude has – he runs – oh, what's he run like? He runs like Stewie Griffin. He <laughs> runs like a baby that done stole something. Uh, he he just – he got the little feet. He just going to be moving, and you guys are going to be screwed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that's why I'd be afraid. And I feel um, you on that. It's and like – that's why you, you can't spy with Bobby. They tried something a little bit like this with Lamar to a lesser extent, but it's the it's – the, when they break outside like that, your your best bet is to have someone in the middle and really like following him when he rotates. But I don't think these new quarterbacks. It's not like spying Cam or Russell, like team spy Russell, or even Dak, who they spied, or some other black dudes. I don't know. Just the other running, even Josh Allen, you white guy. Like you spying those dudes is a little different because they're not. They're Lamar and Kyler are two. You got quick ain't nobody ever fast. Ain't nobody ever seen this. And then when you do get near them, okay, it's one juke move, and now, now you're on Sports Center. Uh, so, being the aggressor, like turning your defense into your offense, I think that's actually what the the 
teams have been doing really well against the Seahawks. They're making Russell react to what they're doing. Another player I think could this could work out because they send him on blitz packages a lot is Jamal Adams. Instead of him going in, now he's just like, I see you, Kyler, because he's not the best guy when it comes to coverage. He can do it. But yeah, you he could him, definitely cover. He, you got to put him in certain positions to do it. You don't want him guarding Larry Fitzgerald every play. You don't want him guarding Diop every now and then. But I think if you can bring him up and maybe send a linebacker into his zone and now he's just simply watching Kyler, he is one guy that is, A, fast enough, and he's played the game long – well, not long enough, but he's he understands and he's smart and intelligent, and he knows that Kyler's fast. He knows he got to get to him quick. And I, if there was someone that I could trust to go in and attack instead of waiting – it would be Jamal Adams. I would, for what it's worth, I would trust other guys to go in and be the aggressor. I think basically my plan would be: look, you, we're just trusting our guys to get there. Like I'd send Jordan Brooks, or hell, I'd even send KJ. Um, I'd send Shaquem. I wouldn't have them wait. Like we just gonna, we're just gonna send the dogs, and we're gonna dogs go go bite or hunt or. You're whatever. referencing blitzing here, right? Yes, that's what I. Yeah, yeah send I don't the think the blitz is something that you should do. We saw what happened when they blitz last time. You had one-on-one coverages. Blitz, didn't, uh, didn't really work out for the Seahawks' favor. Who, against Kyler? Yes. Uh, well, Kyler was a little little different the first game. They played a lot of, like, they were they were rushing three, spying with, Shaqu- with Shaquille. How about this? They tried Zip. everything, and nothing really worked they, out. They blitzed a little bit, um, and they got there sometimes. Like, they got guys on, like Bobby blitzed, for example, right up the gut, had two hands on Kyler. Slipped uh, out. Yeah, and slipped out. Jay Reed, same, Jay, it wasn't a blitz, obviously, because it's Jay Reed, but... Got there, two hands on him, slipped out. Slipped out. So I'm basically to my dogs. I'm like, yo, ain't no slipping. <laughs> you get that man, hold him to the yes. Do it every. I don't care if you bite him. You know. Wow, is that a flat? Well, you get somebody tough, but I feel you. No, I mean, hey, whatever <laughs> you got to do to get the man, it, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get him to the ground. That's what Bobby would tell you. Whatever it takes. I don't care what it takes. Yeah. Get him on the ground. That would be. Michael, because what they did last time was try to sit there and wait and like, okay, if he scrambles, we got a plan for it. Played the zones to do it, and it's like, well, that did not work. He was the le- he was the the leading rusher for the for the Cardinals, and he ran for a touchdown. This so. is without Carlos, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, Dunlap. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll make a little bit of difference to have Carlos and have Jamal too. I just I think-, think the the way teams are getting to Russell, and we'll talk about that with the offense. Is they're being the aggressor. They're saying, hey, Russ, we already know you're gonna be great. We ain't gonna wait. We just gonna <laughs> try to try to hit you in the mouth first and make you counter to us. I think that's what you got to do with Kyler too, because these off the game's already slanted towards the offense anyway. So if you if you wait and have to react, unless you have elite defenders, which I don't think the Seahawks have a couple, but not not enough. It's not like the Legion of Boom. That was elite. Everybody was elite. They had a top five player at every level of the defense. That's ridiculous. Scary. That is ridiculous. They had that for like five years in a row. Unreal. Unreal. Anyway. Because you don't have that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When they when they cut my check, say, here, Mike, defensive consultant, here's your hoodie. I, need, I definitely need a hoodie, too. That's in the deal. I need a hoodie and sweats. Um, for sure, I need a hoodie. They can keep the shoes. All the Seahawks shoes are ugly, but... And your hoodie, sweats, here's your check. What we do, say, hey, we're going to, what are you saying? Remember the Titans? Say, we're going to blitz them. Uh, say, I want them to get another yard. If they get another yard, yeah, you'll be doing something. Yeah. But yeah it was it pretty was, much. That's yeah, exactly. a powerful scene. Was, I might even add that in the in the audio. Yeah, if we got the licensing, I will not get sued. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, last thing, like, yeah, remember the Titans again, where this time it was Denzel. He was like, if you if you fumble my football, you run a mile. You know? You miss, you miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You you do whatever, I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, and then you run a mile. Same thing here. You get to Kyler and you miss. I'm not gonna make you run a mile, but it's gonna be hell to pay. That's what I would the do. The bench, uh, maybe maybe worse than that. I don't know. Maybe I'll call Chris Collinsworth to have him spotlight you and show it on national TV, embarrass you in front of your family. Coach Yost. All oh, right, yeah, now, yeah, no, that's the way to. Yeah, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna take every last one of you out. There you go. I don't know how vi- how uh, like realistic a threat like that would be in the NFL. They didn't game. get another yard. I tell you that. Uh, yeah, it's no, a movie was, though. They also yeah they won the game on an <laughs> eighty yard reverse with their backup quarterback. That's that ain't real. Gino, that their number has been called. Gino's on an injury report. He ain't played a snap all season. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's let, let, let's switch gears a little bit here because I've been I've been studying. See, I've been studying what's wrong with DK versus the Cardinals in particular. And I posed this question to Brian Schottenheimer because I was doing some research and I was like, I found that DK's least productive games for the most, he's, he wasn't very productive against the Rams either, but his least productive games, all three of them are all against Arizona and Vance Joseph, the, coordinate, the coordinator uh, in Arizona, they're against Vance Joseph defenses. In the first game, this is October 2019, and this Patrick Peterson didn't play. I think he was suspended for uh, being on the juice, or PEDs, whatever. Uh, he had four targets, one catch, six yards, no scores. In the rematch, one target, which he dropped, uh, no catches. Obviously, he didn't score, no yards. Uh, in the earlier game this year, five targets, two catches, 23 yards, no scores. So I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know, and Shadi was like, nah, Mike, they're not really doing nothing special. They just, Patrick lines up, they just play coverage. He's not getting the ball. And I'm like, it can't be that, right? They got to be doing something. So I watched all all three games again. He's mostly right. They aren't doing anything special. Patrick follows him. Russ don't throw it. That's dumb. But there's other things working too, like the O-lines have been just atrocious. Um, one of those O-lines, like Jamarco was starting at left tackle, uh, Ethan was in there like left guard. Joey was in there at center. It was just a mess. Chandler Jones had probably the best defensive performance I've ever seen in my life. He had four sacks. It was ridiculous. Uh, there was some, like all the hot routes were going to like the tight ends. Like Travis Homer led the team in targets in one of those games. Will Disley led the team in targets in another one of those games. They just really just take out the big plays and they take the outside of the field away from Russ. Like, none of their receivers ever really have good games. The only exception is Tyler, and this last one had the best receiving game we've ever seen. So, if I walk into the other side of the building at the VMAG and say, hey guys, the defense just gave me a bag and they gave me a sweatsuit. 
I can help you on offense too, but I need a better sweatsuit and I need another bag. If they say, cool, here, here, Mike, now you're an offensive consultant for the week. Like, great. This is, I'm going to buy a house uh, <laughs> after this. I walk in there and I say, every player should start with DK and work, work backwards. It has to. Start there. Make them have to. Because the other thing I've noticed, they're not really even having to guard DK much. Like, there's all these long developing routes and comebacks and, and, and stuff that takes a long time that you need protection for. And all the quick stuff goes to Tyler over the middle or the running backs or, like I said, the tight ends. We're going to start with DK and work our way backwards. And, like, uh, we'll just go from there. That's, like, our fundamental principle. We're going to get DK the ball even if it freaking kills us. And we're going to get creative with it. Because when I was watching the tape, I'm like, you know, a lot of this stuff is just taking a while. And that's part of it. Like, I understand because they want to go deep a lot, too. They haven't been able to go deep with any player, uh, really, against Arizona. I was like, we're going to get him the ball. That's it. Plain and simple. That'll be $100,000. To add to that, the one way you can get him the ball first, quickly, will be testing to see what coverages you are seeing the best way to tell what a defense is doing is movement yep, yep whether you're moving your receivers running backs tight ends that's one way to gauge okay they're in man if they follow if the corner follows the receiver from one side of the field to another you can bet your money they're in man if you move a guy and the corner's staying outside but he might come inside a little bit you can bet your money they're in zone probably yep with dk and patrick peterson you're going to assume that he's probably playing a lot of man. One way to figure that out, ding, 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 you guessed it. You just got to bring him in motion. Move him, yeah. And that's something that, A, can create space for DK because now Patrick Peterson has to worry about a whole other set of problems. He's moving. If they snap the ball right now, I'm out of position. I have to follow him. And right. DK, we know, runs a what, Mike? 438? Uh, 438. 433. Four, three, eight. Four, three, eight. The twins run 438. Once he gets going, it's a wrap. So now Patrick is in a, probably a mode where he's thinking, okay, uh, I'm already in trail mode. If he runs a drag route, it's going to be really hard for me to, A, make a play on it, and B, wrap this guy up if I'm behind him. There are multiple route concepts that the Seahawks can run to get DK open, and it starts with the game plan. You say get to him early? Okay, well, the first play of the game should be, a hey, DK, let's see what they're in. Slide on over. And this, of course, means that Russ can't get to the line with nine seconds left. It's got to be, you know, 15 seconds. Yeah, you got to be seconds. decisive gotta, with it, yeah. You got to be on time with these things. Now you can, hey, DK, slide over. Okay. He's not moving. All right, DK, stay right here. Hot route. You're going to do a quick out route. Six yards. Perfect. It works because guess who's not following? Patrick Peterson. Now you haven't matched up against someone else who is not Patrick Peterson. Okay, Patrick Peterson didn't follow him. All right, we're going to move you back. But while you're moving back, we are going to call hike, and we're going to have you do a zig route. You're going to go up like you're going to go in. Then you're going to break out. Patrick's not going to be able to stop that. And if he is, all power to him. But I don't see that happening when you have a guy who is moving. And now what that concept creates is it opens up the playbook. Because now if he's stationary, there's only a certain amount of routes you can run. Right, especially when you're just always on the outside. Especially when you're on the outside. Which he, he's, he wasn't in all these games, to be fair. He lines up in the slot, which is the only place Patrick doesn't follow him. Which is, so that, that's, that's a key right there. He doesn't follow him in the slot. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, guys, let's, I know he's not the best route runner, but if they're going to have a zone a linebacker or another corner on DK, I like the chances of DK getting open. Barbecue I think, chicken. I think he's proven this season that he is capable of getting open on cornerback twos, nickelbacks, dime packets, whatever the case may be. You got to take your challenge there and just say, hey, we're going to get you the ball. 
especially if Patrick Peterson is not going to guard you right now. That is, we're 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 all in. Yeah, and, and eventually get, you got to throw on Pat too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Bring him in motion, and then you catch him off guard. Well, you don't move him at all. Maybe it's a, it's a no huddle. Or you move someone else. There's there's tons of things the Seahawks can do. It it really starts with the game plan. You should get a sweatsuit from him too. Well, yeah. I mean, we can talk about that later. But the the main goal is you just got a game plan to get DK involved without having him be just the outside guy. And if he is going to be the slot, move him to the outside or move him to the slot. Patrick Peterson, what did he say on the podcast that you listened to not too long ago and talking about what DK is probably going to do and how he knows that the Seahawks are going to attack him? Uh, Yeah, I forget the name of the podcast, uh, but I was listening to it this morning. He basically said that he expects him to get him get DK involved early, uh, his slants, goal balls, and he knows that when DK gets the ball early, it just gets it's fuel for the offense. Now the whole thing is going, and everyone's basically screwed. So he Patrick Peterson said, and I quote, he said, when DK is taking the top off the defense, making those strong catches, making those big plays, making those guys miss, it definitely fuels into that team. I have to do my best to make sure that I slow him down and make sure they can't feed off his energy. I have a tall task ahead of me that I am definitely prepared for. Yeah, like he 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 knows he already knows what's coming, but it doesn't matter when you yeah. when you with the off like it's just what we're talking about the opposite of um what I think the defense should do. They usually wait and then have they they react. No no no, you take the fight to them. Take the fight first, because right now Patrick is winning. He is he is kicking the Seahawks done, ass. He's already done the work. He just told you the routes he's probably gonna come on and do slants and goes. Meaning he's gonna shade the inside, and guess what? If DK tries to get inside, Patrick's like, bro, you're not going nowhere. Yeah, because he's also just a good player, too. <laughs> right? Yeah, the, on the on that same podcast, ah oh man, we should probably say the name of their show. Uh, I forget. It's what, whatever the one Jamal Adams was just on and was talking about his depression in New York. It was that one. They actually, I just can't remember the name of it right now. But on that podcast, their their numbers line up with what I've seen as well. That in about seventy plays against Patrick Peterson, DK has five targets with only one catch, and for it went for six yards. And it's weird how the six yards are being counted because from what I can tell, those six yards are being credited on the screen pass that he caught in overtime that was then called back. So take that for what it is. So since, But that is his only catch against Patrick Peterson, which is just – that's just ridiculous, man. You can't play two games against this dude in that many plays and have one catch. Yeah. Like, And even the five targets ain't enough. One of those targets was picked off, but the five targets isn't, isn't even enough. I know forcing the ball to players is not like an ideal thing, but there's a difference between forcing and then just designing your offense around your best dude. Like the Packers figure out a way to get Devontae Adams the ball like 10 times a night when their other players are dudes with abbreviations in their names and stuff like that. <laughs> For real, man. Marquez, whoever's and whatever's, they got dudes that sound like made up names over there in Green Bay, yet a guy like Devontae Adams can get all these targets and, and stuff like that. The Seahawks should be able to do some of those similar things, even if someone like uh, DK isn't as good of a route runner. As Devontae, the mismatch he creates is just ridiculous. And when you get him going, like you said, Chris, it's it's a different bag than literally everyone else in the league. And even sometimes when you see Patrick playing off 10 yards, giving him cushion because he's in probably a zone, you can do a quick quick, quick smoke screen is what they call it. Just throw it directly to him. Call audible, whatever route you plan on running, cancel it. Hot route it to a smoke route. Call, Snap the ball and immediately throw it right to DK. Patrick's going to have a very tough time covering 10 yards and a second. And then trying to tackle DK. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a tall task. Well, that's how they scored the damn touchdown in overtime. Well, I mean, David Moore was holding, but essentially like he... If Demo doesn't hold, DK probably still scores. Yeah. But at the very least, he gets the first downs, and, 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 you, and, you, and Russ doesn't probably just throw an interception on the next play. And those are things as 
Schottenheimer and Russ are game plan, you got to think, you know, why not? I mean, they do it to Ty Lockett sometimes, and he'll get four yards and dug down. Well, you have a 6'3 guy that's not going to duck down. He's going to try to run you over. Man, they've ran those plays to Freddie Swain. They've ran them to – I'm not – run those to – honestly, his only catch in the, the first game against um, Arizona, like his first career game um, in October of 2019, his only catch is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Some dude named Kevin Peterson's playing <laughs> off – I really, I, it said K. Peterson in the game book, and I was like, what the hell is this? this? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just put K. Peterson in my notes and go look it up. His name's Kevin. Kevin Peterson. Shout out Kevin. Yeah, number, number 27, <laughs> Kevin Peterson. He's playing off a of DK, just like you said. Threw it right to him. He lowered his shoulder, six yards. Boom. That's, that's fine. Honestly, that's better than a run play on first down. That's and then you've brought it up a few times where you can have to help this running game because Chris Carson, and we don't know the status of Carlos Hyde, although he might play, it sounds like. Get him going in a jet sweep. Get DK going on run plays. I mean, that's another way to get him going. He loves contact. I think they ran it to him once last year. Uh, against Cleveland? If you watch Debo Samuel, you can't tell me DK can't do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I would definitely run it to – I mean, shoot, the Patriots are running it to Aaron Hernandez before. I'm cool with running it to – I mean, the Bears just ran it to uh, – I mean, copying the Bears on offense is not always good. Cordell disclaimer. Patterson? Yeah, but they're running yeah. it to Cordell Patterson. Yeah. I think the Vikings used to run it to Percy Harvin. Yeah. Like you Get the dudes the ball. That's I, really what it comes down to. I've, I've, I hear them talking about balance, like Shoddy and Pete. Like, we need to be more balanced. Balance is stupid. You get the ball to your best players. I don't, I don't give a damn who those guys are. You get it to them. That it, Screw balance. You need to do what is most efficient. Balance is overrated. It's funny you mentioned balance is dumb. Did the Bills look pretty balanced in that win over the Seahawks? Absolutely not. No, they threw the ball like every freaking play <laughs> and, and threw for 400 and whooped the Seahawks' ass. That's just how you balance overrated. You just need to do what is most efficient. Efficiency is more important than balance for the sake of balance. Like, yeah, it's if you're going to run the ball, be good at it for sure. Absolutely. It doesn't mean throw it 60 times and run it once if you have a good run game. Yeah. Because a good run game will always help you because a good run game is efficiently moving the ball if you're you know like I, I do believe in that i wrote about it this morning so yo if you if you're gonna be if you're gonna be if you're gonna run the ball be good at it don't just run it just because to say we ran it that's dumb you should you should do what your team is most efficient at and that right now is getting the ball to freaking dk who averages like 15 yards every time he touches the rock there it is. And by the way, the podcast that you're referencing with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden is all things covered. That's Brian McFadden. That's yeah. it. They were calling him BMAC. And I was like, who the hell is that? Never heard of him. I only know one BMAC, and that's Bradley McDougal. I was B- thinking the same he's thing. He's on IR for the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Brian McFadden. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. That's but a good yeah, show. That is the podcast that you can go listen to Patrick Peterson talking about what he plans to do against DK in the second matchup on Thursday Night Football. But before we get out of here, we haven't done this in a long time. Outside of maybe in your stories, you'll tell, you'll say the prediction. Yeah, I do a prediction every week. But now it's on the pod. It's a little different. Mike, who you got winning this game? Thursday night football, man. It's really hard for me to pick against the Action Green Gang. It really this is. This will be their first loss. It sounds like. Man, they've had some. Clo- That's the thing about the Action Green jerseys. They've almost been like lucky, in a way. So like, I think one of the Action Green wins is against the. Rams on Thursday Night Football when Greg Zerline, I think is their kicker at the time, misses a kick and they win. Kind of, you know, like, and then I think one of them is, oh, earlier this year against the Vikings where DK catches the ball on fourth down, which that's not luck necessarily, um, but they did have, they completed some fourth downs that are like, oh, man, (laughs) yo. So, it, it does feel like they've been playing with fire in the action green uh, jerseys. But 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Arizona. Let's see. Do I need a score? Well, we do it to everyone else. What makes you different? That's true. We didn't make Jordan give us a score, but um, we let her slide. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Jordan's dope, she, so she gets. Mike, you're she dope wants. too, by the way. Just uh, so you don't feel like yeah. you're not. No, <laughs> Jordan's a different type of dope, though. She's 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 fire. Uh, so let's go with. I'll go with Arizona, thirty-two. Seahawks, twenty-eight. That's a heartbreaker. That means you're gonna send that famous tweet out, and it's gonna be a bunch of. I'm dying. Oh, We're used man. to this every week. I gotta stop asking people how they feeling because I'm starting to get worried about people's mental health. <laughs> That's why you're gonna ask it, and people are gonna be sending them things in. You're gonna be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have sent it. Yeah, they be like, yo, I'm drinking, Mike. I'm dying. Yo, my anxiety's <laughs> kicking in. It's like, uh, you know, like it'd be just. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, you guys, <laughs> sports should not be making you feel this way. But that's what I got. I think I'll go with, I go with their Arizona by four. Okay, there it is. Mike's prediction in the books. We have it solidified. We will come back to you guys, of course, after. Wait, you're not giving a prediction? I tried to sneak out, and here you are. Hey, no, what? <laughs> Hell no. You ain't sneaking out. All right. This is a tough one. I picked the Seahawks to win the last two games, and if you haven't realized, I've actually been wrong about those two games. And now I'm yeah. in the perfect spot to pick a game again, and I just don't know which way to go. But I ultimately don't know if the defense is going to be able to slow down this offense in Arizona. There's already injuries. Last time they played, they had Shaquille Griffin, right? Yeah. And they had Dunbar. They did, although both of those guys gave up touchdowns. <laughs> to my point, they both gave up touchdowns. And to expect – They gave up three touchdowns to in expect total, I think. DJ Reed and Trey Flowers to have a better performance, that's a tall task. And I'm not saying they can't do it. I just don't know if they will get it done. And it's no slide to them. If they're going up against a really talented offense, that just came off a huge win on a freaking Hail Mary – to one of the best receivers in the game. Also lucky. Hail Marys are kind of lucky. Well, you don't see them often. No, you do not. You but do not. anyways, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals to win this game 29-27. Even worse. It's a two-point victory. Yeah, that's that's close. Um, I think I've picked every game right except for the Bills game. Because I never made a pick before the Arizona game. Okay. Actually, so I didn't. I, I, I maybe I made a pick on radio or something, but I don't remember honestly. I don't think I did. So yeah, I think I've only I've only got the Bills game. Well, we will um, remember this because it's a written down and it's b it's audio, so I can always pull pull it up. Okay. But yeah. Hopefully you are wrong and the Seahawks. Hopefully we're both wrong and the Seahawks win. That'd be nice because if they they go to six and four, now you're in trouble in the NFC West because the Cardinals would be oh. clearly the number one seed, and then you have the Rams. If, they have a really tough schedule coming up. I'm not sure how they're going to fare. They'll probably lose on Monday night, but I don't think it'll matter too much. And then you have the Seahawks who have a breeze. Yeah, the next four weeks. But I think it, it our becomes sh- interesting. Our show on Thursday night will be it will be reflective of the mood of the team if they if they lose. I can I can guarantee that. Whether they lose by 20 or lose by a, a point and a half, like they're going it's going to be going to be ugly. Going to be ugly. If they drop three straight games, three of those against division opponents or if they drop my math is bad. No, they have. They will have lost three division games. Yeah. But they won't. The three straight does not include all the division Divisions, games, right? Yeah. Because they beat beat the Niners and lost to the Bills. But yeah, if they'll be what one and three in the division, it's tough to bounce. Lost back the from. last three. Yeah, that's gonna be. You have to win out. Uh, you, you ain't getting. You ain't getting the one seed. That's true. You, have, you just gotta beat the Rams and the Niners and hope that the other teams, you know, have a little tough streak. Yeah, we'll see. What's well, been the Seahawks Man to Man podcast? 
Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you after the Thursday night matchup of Seahawks and Cardinals. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.